and welcome to another episode of In Medias Mess, where two pop culture nerds try to make sense of the messy world of mass media. I'm Alanis. And I'm Clea. And we're glad to have you along. So, pre-pandemic, the holidays also meant a time of endless reunions and get-togethers with your friends and family. And honestly, we kind of miss it. We really do. So today we thought it'd be fun to plan a dinner party, complete with a guest list of people who we'd want to have a conversation with. So this whole who would you invite to a dinner party question has always been like a struggle for me to answer. Really? How come? Yeah. Because like I've never had like a fixed list of people oh, just because okay. I have terrible, terrible attention span. And so I only really have an answer based on like what I'm interested in at the moment. So like my answers today are going to be completely different like three months from now. And it really just sort of depends on like what is in the forefront of my head. Yeah, that's true. I agree. It's super funny because like whenever like someone asks me this and I'm on the spot, I'm like, I don't know. For me, I think it depends on what kind of party it is. Mm. Like I need a theme. <laughs> because same, it depends on what's in the forefront of my brain and I don't really like party planning if it's a personal party or like if it's a personal reason. Right. Um, you'd think I would be because it fits the Marte Libra extrovertish <laughs> brand, but I don't know. Because it's hard for me to kind of filter out like who I'd want to have with right, me yeah. or like because I feel like there's like a weird meaning attached to being invited to something the parang who's right, important okay. enough to be, you know, in this function or something like that right but in my head i'm the type of person that's like oh let's invite everyone like bring everyone like have everyone here i get what you mean about needing a theme though because there's also just like personality clashes yeah like you really don't want to do that like think freaking like i don't know harry styles and like Karl marx or something it's just not like a mix of people that like you expect to have a good time with just because they're so different few months ago and it was because I was watching like this video on YouTube by Jubilee Mm -hmm. which was like an Asian dinner round table thing I remember okay I remember you telling me about this yeah talking about their experience as Asian Americans which I thought was really interesting. And I actually, even despite my kind of aversion to a lot of diaspora discourse, it was very interesting for me and I did really like it. And I was like, oh, that would be fun. And also I felt like, as is usually the case with Asian Americans, Mm -hmm. I felt like Filipino food was underrepresented. So I was like, oh, who would I want to invite and like feed f- good Filipino food? Right. But not right now. I don't know. I don't know if the people I would mention today I would give Filipino food to. They might not like it. <laughs> yeah, same. We're talking about how much we need themes, but we don't really have a theme for this dinner party. I think realistically we need themes. Like if we're actually having a dinner if party. If we're having these people over. Yeah. Yeah, but since this is like imaginary. <laughs> Yeah, we can pretend that they're all friends and they can all understand each other and speak the same language. 
your um imaginary dinner party it's like your typical icebreaker question right but i just i don't know it never gets old but we'll see if we actually stick to that um and so why don't you start us off Cleo? who are the people on your dream dinner party list okay so like at the top of my list currently is like dustin lance black mm -hmm. he's an american writer and filmmaker also like a really big sort of lgbt activist but most people know him as tom daly's husband Tom Daly being the Olympic diver who also knits a lot. You know, that was a whole thing in the last Olympics. I can't believe that that's Tom Daly's <laughs> brand now. Because like a few years ago, I still remember when he like uh, first When he was new and it was like the 2012 yes. Olympics. And then everyone was like, oh my God, it's Tom Daly. No, exactly. I still remember when Tumblr was obsessed with Tom Daly. This cute little boy with like the smiley like yes. diver person. And it was like... Okay, it was just really funny. Tom Daly has been through quite the ride. You know, it's like, I'd love to have him over also. But the thing with Dustin Lance Black is that, honestly, I just think he's led a very cool and interesting life. Yeah, Like, he had to navigate a lot of middle grounds growing up because his mom was a conservative Mormon Republican who right. worked in the military. And he's gay. <laughs> So you can sort of you can sort of imagine how like difficult that whole upbringing was. If you ever like watch any of his uh, lectures or his talks, it's always sort of a touch point that he mentions like how it was to sort of bridge that gap between him and his mom and sort of how he sort of used that experience to deal with other people in his life. It's very it's just a very interesting sort of experience that he's had that I would just like like to hear more about he has a memoir that I would love to read but cannot get my hands on I am like I've been trying for like three months to figure out where to find it but nothing ships to the Philippines um, is it not an ebook I can't find it for some oh, reason okay. it's just like I can't find it in the places it usually is yeah and then like whenever i try on book depository it's just sold out so i don't know what's going well, on well anyway at least we have i know their vlogs <laughs> their vlogs yeah i do have tom daly's youtube channel which yeah. helps <laughs> um i mean but also aside from like the fact that he's like a really cool and interesting person and i love his ideas about like the nuances of like just social issues and how to also share that through media because he's done a lot of shows and films that sort of talk about these issues he won an oscar for milk right also he it's not it wasn't an emmy what was it he won some sort of award for a series called when we rise that was also right. really interesting and a lot of them talk about you know social issues and nuances that you don't really think about unless you are part, part of, of that community yeah so yeah aside from that he's also married to an olympic athlete which just makes me even more interested no really i have Clea. so many questions no clea i swear he really seems like the perfect person for you to interview like you specifically as a person <laughs> and all of your varied interests 
Right? It's media, queer issues, and Olympic athletes. It's perfect. It's perfect. And they're a great modern family representation, even, I feel like. They do have, like, a son. It's very cute because they share about, like, they share him a lot on YouTube, but nobody has ever seen his face, which I think is very smart because, you know, children. I agree, I agree. And, you know, they've always been super open about, like, the challenges of being gay and a family and, you know, from different continents. So it's been super interesting. Actually, a lot of the recent vlogs that Tom has had has been him just like flying in and out of Canada because that's where Lance has been filming. So it's a lot of really interesting stuff. And I just feel like Lance would be such an... Like if you've ever listened to him talk, like he does like lectures and speeches and all of that stuff. If you ever listen to him talk, you can sort of tell that there's a lot going on behind that like brain I feel like it would just be a really fun conversation to have. Same. I really would love to have a conversation with him. For sure. Just like talking about life. Yeah, diba? It's just like, so tell me about your life. Like literally, I will shut up as you talk. Yeah. So my second one is a little strange. It's Isu Man of SM Entertainment fame. Mostly because I want to yell at him a lot <laughs> for the many crimes. I feel like he's committed against me personally. Um, but really just against like my favorite people. And, you know, I have a lot of bones to pick with this man, truly. As an FX fan, do not let me step foot into (laughs) the same room as him. You have to understand, like, I I feel like this would need a lot of like self-control on my part because I'm still (laughs) mad about Super Junior and DVXQ. Yeah. No, but seriously, um, we've talked at length about how, you know, K Entertainment is like the thing of the moment right and you know i don't think anyone anyone can deny that like k media has taken over the world but i also just feel like sm love them or hate them they really are just like the pioneer of k entertainment for sure Hallyu, as we know it would not exist without sm and i feel like that's just something that i would love to talk to him about like, this is the agency that birthed HOT, SES, Flight of the Sky, Xinhua, Boa, Boa, Super Junior, EVXQ, Girls' Generation. Like, every big name from the, early, like, from the late 90s to the early 2000s came from SM Entertainment. And even now, they are still pioneers, I think. And oh, I'm for not sure. saying this in terms of just the artists, but just the way the industry is. It's vastly influenced by what SM Entertainment does, like concepts and creative direction, the visuals, music videos, aesthetic, music production, album packaging inclusions. Like, I could go on and on. And, like, love it or hate it, there's also the you know, SM universe thing, like, mm-hmm. let's go, Kwangya. I still don't understand what that is. But... I feel like SM really s- still sets the standard of, like, what good K-pop is. For sure. Not to say that other agencies don't have incredible artists. They do. But, like, in terms of, again, like, creative direction, in terms of concept, and in terms of execution of concept, it's, like, these are incredible things coming out of SM Entertainment. And even just the concept of groups in general, like you have NCT, you have ESPA, you have 
it, even EXO as like a very conceptual group is like really, really, really strong. Yeah, so I mean, I guess you're right. That still would be interesting to talk to him as much as it would take a lot of self-control for me. But, you know, it would be nice to be able to yell at him with knowledge. So there's that. I mean, K-pop is crazy in general but like i would imagine the back end of it is batshit insane yeah um, i agree and you know that's like who better to talk about it than you know the person who essentially has shaped the industry so again i will need a lot of self-control not to like throw punches but i right. really think this would be a super interesting conversation We'll see. Maybe if I were if I were in that dinner party, Clea, I'd just be there for a second and then I'd be like, okay, bye. I need to go because I'm not I don't wanna hurt you. <laughs> okay, well, I would move you next to my next guest, which I think that you'd have a really fun time with, who is Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame. And like, you know, we know him as Harry Potter, but he's also just like such a cool human really in is. every sense of the word. I love him so much. Like there's so much, there's there's so much and not a lot to say aside from like he's such a cool person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Daniel Radcliffe is probably like the pinnacle of like growing up in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Just because his first real role was Harry Potter, um which he carried for like what 10 years, which was also like the franchise that coincidentally just like defined the generation. of media consumers. So the pressure that was put on his shoulders at such a young age is very intense. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of want to pick his brain a bit about like how he was able to like deal with all of it. He's grown into like the post Harry Potter life very well. Right. Like he seems really settled and really happy and he's choosing projects that he likes and like it's fun it's a fun time for him. Sadly not a lot of child stars kind of get that. You know, listen, I love watching Dan Rad interviews. You fall into a wormhole with those. I've I've watched one and then suddenly it's 3 a.m. and I need to work in two hours. And it's because he's so earnest. Wild. It's very mm-hmm. sharp, but it's so earnest. And he's also very clearly enjoying acting like he loves film and he loves telling stories. And you can really tell that. from the way that he talks. Speaking of interviews, actually, I based this decision largely in part of his 73 questions video from Vogue. Is that the one where they had like a billiards table? He did that with yes. Zoe Kazan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I love that um, interview so much just because I found his answers so interesting. But I also found out two very important things that I will bring up in this conversation at dinner. Okay. One is that his favorite book is The Master and Margarita, which was assigned to me in college. Oh. And I never read. For what class? I had a comparative literature class Ooh, um, okay. on modern European lit. It was a really fun class, but it also assigned us a novel a week. And I did not have time for that shit. Like, The Master and Margarita was assigned, like, the week that I was going through literal hell. Right. Like, I don't remember that week at all. And so when I heard him say The Master and Margarita, I had, like, a visceral war flashback to that week in class. And I just need to ask him about, like, what makes it so interesting? Because I really, as in he said it, and I was just like, should I read that? Because I've always felt bad about never touching it. So that's one. 
And number two is that he's a Detroit hockey fan. Which you don't expect from a London An boy. English person. Yes, yes. I was going to say. And he's a fan of the Detroit Red Wings, which is actually um, one of the main rivals of the Colorado Avalanche, who is my team. I just like think it's very funny that like I technically have a hockey rivalry going on with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> and I just feel like that's also a fun conversation to have. No, yeah, I get what you mean. But also I'm thinking about like how this would pan out. And I think Dan Rad would have a fun time being with Dustin Lance Black. Right. They'd be very good friends by the end of it. They, they have a very similar sense of humor, to be honest. I have no idea how Isuman is going to interact with both of these yeah. two. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like with his schedule, he's going to pop in for like one course and then leave. Perhaps. Or like he'll pop in for drinks and then he's going to be like, okay, got to go by. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> I will say, though, I did have a couple of honorable mentions Mm -hmm. that, you know, I would absolutely invite, but we only have time to talk about three people. (laughs) And these are Trevor Noah, an incredible stand-up comedian. Just throw in Trevor Noah. It doesn't matter. Let's throw in Trevor Noah. He'd be perfect in this this bunch. (laughs) He is. So let's throw in Trevor Noah. Jurgen Klopp, who is the manager of Liverpool Football Club. He's a very strange man. Very interesting. I feel like he might be friends with Daniel Radcliffe after this dinner. He is credited with the term heavy metal football. Right. Which is basically just football that's entertaining. The way that this panned out and how people started calling all of his teams playing heavy metal football is the strangest thing in the world. But like, he's an interesting person and I want to pick his brain also. So Trevor Noah, Jurgen Klopp, and Javier Fernandez, who is a Spanish figure skater. Mm-hmm. Um, retired now but basically he put figure skating on the map for Spain right like Spain was not Spain is not known for its winter sports and so that's super interesting because he's lived a weird life and I would like to talk to him about it too so that's my side of the dinner party <laughs> Alana <laughs> how about you Okay, my dinner party is like completely, like the vibe is completely different. (laughs) But yeah, so I was thinking about how to go about this and I was thinking about how I'm really the type of person who's like, I want my friends to be friends with my other friends. You want to be sort of like the overlap in the Venn diagram? Yeah, I mean, I guess. But I also just like bringing people together, I think. Uh Uh-huh. So then I remembered salon culture and all of the modern iterations of it, like Mm, Andy Warhol's The Factory. And I don't know, I just, I like romanticizing that kind of idea of a lot of artists and creatives and like great minds coming together. And yeah, I love that. I love that idea. And so the first person that I thought of when I went with this kind of theme for like my dream dinner party was Jonas Mekas, who was actually very close to Andy Warhol. And we lost him pretty recently around 2019, I think. But he lived a long, very interesting life. Right, yeah. He's a Lithuanian filmmaker who immigrated to the United States. And he's regarded as one of the, if not the pioneer for American avant-garde cinema. 
And I first encountered him in queer cinema class. And since then, whenever I'm in like a museum or something, I always see something by him or about him. Right. And so I always feel like, oh my God, there's a lot dito ganon. <laughs> and yeah, so I always felt like he was around. <laughs> and I find that it's also because he was continuously making art for his entire like 96 years on earth. And yeah, so that's, I think, why I feel a bit more compelled to his art. And his films, um, which were called diary films, it's more about the everyday and like, it feels very stream of consciousness, which I love. And it's very personal and almost autobiographical. And as a person, as an artist, he's very engaged with his friends and he interviews them and is even like critical of them also and their art, which I think is very interesting. The best way to approach a friendship, to be honest. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, I would have loved to have known him and to have had the chance to talk to him a little bit. And then after I thought of him, I was kind of thinking about who else I would ask to join in this imaginary dinner date, dinner party. And then I thought of uh, Kim Bora, who is a Korean filmmaker. filmmaker. And that's because I watched House of Hummingbird, I think, earlier this year Mm -hmm. and it's such a deftly made coming of age film and after house of hummingbird i think i watched her graduate film the recorder exam and you can really see her voice as an artist and as a filmmaker and also i love the way that she works with such incredible young actresses who stars in her films who star in her films. Ah, yeah. She's really so great with like telling the kind of interior life of women and how they interact with the world and with the society that they're in. Which is, I think, honestly, a mark of a good filmmaker. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, there are only so many bland males that I can follow as a protagonist. Yeah, absolutely. Like, women written by women, ganon. It's it's great and it's perfect. And she's still so young and I'm so genuinely excited to see more of her art. Yeah. And given that, like, Jonas Mekas loved Lady Bird, I really think it would be amazing to have them both in the same space. I, re- I hope he's not, like, rolling in his grave right now <laughs> that I'm, like, assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hate me and, like, haunt me. It's a suggestion, sir. Please calm down. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the two of them. And my last one is um Barbie Almaldis. <laughs> Which okay. is, like, wala lang. I, <laughs> when I was thinking about, okay, so let's, let's see who will vibe with these two. And... Um, right. Barbie Almada's came to my mind. Yeah, so totoo lang wala naman akong like super like great reasoning behind it. I just love her music and her songwriting and like I love her as a female artist. And yeah, I think actually the Kimbora Barbie Almada's dy- dynamic would be really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I feel like we don't talk about her enough for what she has done for the Filipino music scene and music industry and for the music she has given to the world, essentially. She's so underrated in terms of like, she is. OPM. Like, I feel like when you think of classic OPM, she's not like one of the first names to come to mind. 
But with what she's sort of brought to the table, she definitely deserves to be there. Yeah, I really do love her music. And I really got the chance to kind of rediscover it a few years ago. Um, I think I was coming back from a trip somewhere. And yeah, I just really realized how great our Filipino singer-songwriters are. And I definitely think she is like a pioneer in that sense as well. And she continuously makes music and there are very vulnerable stuff in her discography also and very exploratory of an inner world as well. And yeah, so maybe that's actually what I was looking for in this. So I think that would make a very interesting party. Yeah, and completely the opposite vibe to what Yeah, I completely opposite vibe. Like, it's just very like, ooh, art, ganon. <laughs> Which is totally fine. But yeah, and like you, I did have honorable mentions. I had to pare down so badly, Clea. I know, same. <laughs> there was also Emma Thompson, who I love and have always been a fan of. She's like my default answer when people ask me about my favorite actress. And then also like... Sylvia Plath, lol. <laughs> like my teenage self would love to talk to Sylvia Plath. Very valid, totally fine. I also considered Maya Darren para saktong experimental, ganon. Um, also Jong Yoon from Shiny, just because I think he would be a nice fit in this like dinner club. Oh my god, Jong would have such an interesting. Yeah. Um, I think he would love the people in it. John would be such a vibe for this party. I, I see what you mean. It's a very chill group of people, I think. We could just be like sitting around and like I imagine wine. you guys in like a wine bar, yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I was gonna say, I imagine you guys in like a wine bar, whereas like me and my crew would be at like a sports pub or something. Ooh, it's very, that's true. Very different vibes, but I'm interested. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's cool. I think, um, I mean, obviously, again, like I said, this is because I was working on a theme. Like, if this was a dance party, I would not necessarily right. invite the same people. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's actually really funny because, like, I wasn't even... I wasn't even thinking about how well they'd get along with each other. I was really just like, who do I want to talk to? <laughs> but I really feel like with me and my party, I'd be hanging out with, like... Pretty much everyone. And then Isu Man would come in and out for yeah. like drinks. And then that would just kind of be it. Which yeah. I'd be totally fine with anyway. Because I feel like prolonged contact would make me go insane. <laughs> <laughs> and like, honestly, I don't know if like Isuman would even want to talk to me. As like... As a person? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like he lives in a different plane of existence. <laughs> Listen... It's all very valid, but I just really needed to invite him so I could yell at him for things that he's done. <laughs> but also now that I'm thinking about it, sino nga ba ako? Nagugustuhin nila ako kausapin. <laughs> like, nagugustuhin ako kausapin ng dinner party guests ko. Sino ba ako? Like, I'm being so ambitious. But whatever. I'll still dream of the salon vibes and we'll hang out in a cool studio like... The factory, ganon. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, honestly, for me, I also, I really was thinking something like akin to a sports bar. Right. Just good food and a lot of beer. And then just like hanging out and talking. Clea, kung nasan yung, sa- yung Vogue interview ni <laughs> Dan Rad, Alam mo to <laughs> <laughs> That's where you would go. That's very true. <laughs> like one of those kinds of bars, like the places where you hang out talaga. And either way, like, I think our dream dinner party is all about 
having a conversation with the people that we like, people we admire, and finding those connections with them. And like, our real life dinner parties are the same. Recording for this entire episode just makes me realize that I miss dinner parties. Like, I really miss get togethers and like our dinner clubs where we just like cook stuff and then just eat it. And then that would be the entire thing. Remember when we did that? <laughs> Didn't we do one right before? Yeah, we did one like a couple of weeks before yeah. lockdown. Oh my god. Throughout the pandemic, I have been collecting recipes thinking like, oh, we'll do it in the next dinner club. And then it just never came. No, you're right. I remember at the start of 2020, you would share them in the group chat, pa? but it just <laughs> hasn't happened again. <laughs> so, you know... But anyway, like we said, meaningful connections are so important and the holidays mm-hmm. with all of the dinner parties and get-togethers, I think that's what makes it great. Yeah. And I hope people get to celebrate still. I hope people still feel like they're able to have meaningful relationships with other people despite everything that has happened. I mean, it feels like we're on the uptick, but I don't wanna knock on wood. <laughs> I don't want to. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> but I mean, I guess from us to you, just please have a lovely, safe yes. holiday season. Check in with your loved ones, even if it's just through a screen. Yes. And yeah, just, you know, never underestimate the power of human connection and good conversations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, try and have those as often as your social battery allows you. Absolutely. And let's respect as well the different ways that people communicate. Let's respect how comfy or uncomfy people still are with in-person get-togethers. And yeah, in whatever form it may be, I hope we all get to reconnect and recenter with our favorite people at the end of the year and look forward to hopefully a better year in 2022. And I guess that's it for this week and for this year on that note we'd actually love to hear from you guys who are your dinner party guests like who would you put on the guest list and what would you talk about and where would you bring them who would you want to introduce to filipino food (laughs) yeah or like who would you want to get extremely drunk with that's true also a good question yeah so we will be talking about all of this and more over on twitter so you can follow us over at in medias mess again please have a wonderful and safe holiday this year be careful (laughs) please please (laughs) see you guys in 2022 bye everyone bye